You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back into the Sarcastic Remarks studios for the third episode of Fan Stories. Um, we are very excited for who we have in today's episode. Uh, she's got a, v- a very interesting story, and then when I was talking about this series of episodes with Chris and James, uh, she was actually one of the first ones that I thought about because of what happened uh, several months ago. I don't even remember when it happened, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to Julie. She's sitting here right to my right if you're watching on YouTube. Hey, Julie, how are you doing today, and uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. Hi, it's really good to be on here. I'm really excited. So before we get into any hockey-related stuff, I always have to ask people because you know, you know, I'm kind of weird like that. That you know, I'm a, I'm a band director, and you know, there's things outside of hockey that some people don't really know about me. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and you know what you do? You know why? I don't know. Whatever you got. Yeah. Um, so I actually work with a. I, I'm a marketer, so I work for a marketing company. Uh, to work from home so I get to hang out with my dogs and all my clients get to see my stars set up so I get to uh, bring that into every meeting so that's kind of cool but um, yeah I just I've been there for about four months and it's been fantastic yeah and you recently switched jobs right if I understand that correctly yeah and it's actually funny how it worked out Um, hockey was the main reason why I got this job it was all because of hockey so <laughs> really yeah how, how'd you how'd you how does that manage out so I started playing hockey about a year ago um I joined a team in October none of us knew each other except for um another guy and I knew each other and we kind of helped start the team and we all just kind of are best buds now and they knew at the time that I was looking for a new job uh, because my last one wasn't great. So they, you know, they hooked me up with some freelance work and that freelance work led to a permanent position. So it, uh, it's really changed my life actually. So it's been That's fun. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That, that, I, I love hearing stories like that. Cause it, I, I love when people, you know, get a situation where they're kind of like, they're a lot better off than they were, you know, a year ago or so. And I mean, that was the same way with me when, when I know West Texas is the middle of nowhere and stuff like that, but where I was before here was not as good as the situation I am in now. So I, I love that, uh, that that's happened to you. I'm, I'm very happy for you. So thank you. Um, let me ask you about, uh, you playing hockey actually, cause yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. I miss it so much. Uh, I used to love it when I was little. Uh, I played until I was thirteen. But how how did you get how did you get into playing hockey first off? So uh, funny story. I like 
maybe stepped foot on ice twice before I was 24. Wow. And uh, I, you know, the stars put out a, a free get started rookies, adult rookies, and it's four weeks for free. They give you all the gear. The only thing you have to bring is a stick. And if you want to buy skates, otherwise you can just rent them. Um, and then I, you know, I, I saw it. I thought long and hard about it because uh, I'm a girl. So that's not really a thing that a lot of, you know, women around, especially in the South, they, they don't really play hockey. So um, I thought long and hard about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bite bullet and do it. And I signed up. I started to play. That was four weeks. And after the four weeks, I was like, I'm hooked. And I got all the gear. You know, I bought new sticks, new skates, new everything. And worked really hard to skate so that I could join the team. And uh, in October, yeah, we created that team and I'm still on it. It's the puppers in Richardson. If anyone wants to go see a game. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's how it started. It was it was a really like one off like ad that I saw on Twitter about adult rookie classes. And it just has changed my life since then. Well, good. Um, you know, and with women down in the South playing hockey, just whatever i i think it's awesome that you're doing it because uh i think there's not enough women in hockey if you ask me i'd love yeah. to, i'd love to see more so and you know maybe we could even get to the point to where we actually have a women's league down in dallas so i there's so you know my kind of ignorance about the world of hockey and playing hockey in dallas i never knew how big it actually was and there are multiple women leagues and i'm actually on multiple teams um i'm on a women's league team and i'm on uh all men's team i, I mean it's technically co-ed because i'm the only girl on the team but it's all men that play and uh they are some of the coolest guys you will ever meet and it's just it's really awesome it's my expectations were a little bit lower and they've been exceeded for throughout the whole process now let me ask you a question do they take it easy on you Oh no! <laughs> of course not. No, no, no. So it's it's funny you say that. I am actually my uh, my nickname on the team is the goon because I go out and like. Take oh, you're the Steve Ott. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's funny how it like the roles have almost reversed a little bit, and uh, it's yeah. Everyone on the ice on the opposite team. You just hear goon as soon as I walk out or step on the ice, and it's it's actually really fun. It's it's really hilarious to listen to. Uh, so you're the Patrick Maroon, the Antoine Roussel. That's awesome. I love that. That's so cool. So, <laughs> yeah. so you you haven't been playing for a full year though. So what position do you do you like playing, or do you just kind of drift around? Yeah, I actually am a left winger. So left winger. I, that's, yeah, that's the position I've played every position. Um, defense is my least favorite because <laughs> I have three <laughs> and I am not good at that. So um, I just kind of stuck with left winger because I'm I'm left-handed and it just felt more right on that side for me for whatever reason and it it just worked out. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the Peppers down in Richardson. That's that's legit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great team. We we do like cookouts after games and we've kind of created a culture there. Uh, it was there before, but we kind of helped, you know, get it bigger. Solidify so, uh, it, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's fun. Now we've got a whole, like, every Friday night, we'll go out, drink beers, and eat some hot dogs on the grill and play some hockey. It's great. That's awesome. I absolutely love that. If there's one thing I ever want to do when I get back to Dallas is is join a hockey league. And yeah. uh, it, it's been so long. I haven't played since I was 13. So, and uh, I have a story, but that's it. It's not, this is not about me. This is about you. So we're going to get, I'll tell that story another day, maybe on a different episode. But, um, so now that we got to your, your playing career in hockey, so how did it all start though? Because obviously, from what I understand, your hockey experience started way before you're actually playing. So can you tell me a little bit about like how you got into hockey and maybe why you like hockey so much? Yeah. Um, so I actually, my very first Stars game was March of 2018. I still actually have the physical ticket. Um, it was, that was the game that really like, so like I just fell super hard in love with it. I liked it before, you know, I had seen hockey games before I used to in high school, I used to take pictures for the yearbook for the hockey teams. And uh, I always enjoyed it. But seeing the stars, you know, that was like, that was it that moment. Um, but my family is all from New York. And they're big hockey people. And my dad, he was a, a lifelong Rangers fan. And he had, you know, Rangers season tickets, and he loved you know, the hockey world. And, uh, I think it might've rubbed off on me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So th there was a, like for Matt day, there was like a specific moment, like you were talking about his was actually the miracle on ice in 1980. So oh, really? that, that yeah. was cool. That was cool to hear. Uh, so what was it about that specific game? Do you remember like who it was against and like, you know, maybe who scored a goal or anything like that? Or has it, it's probably um, been a long time since then. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since, since then, uh, a lot of, a lot of things have happened, <laughs> but, um, I want to say it was the avalanche that we were playing. I can't remember the specific date or the, uh, specific team, but I think it was avalanche and, um, there really wasn't just one thing that I was like, oh my God, this is it. You know, it was like the whole experience being in that arena with, and we were like, you know, 10 rows from the ice and it was like just magical. And it's just the screaming, the chants, everything just sold me 100%. So I, I, I don't remember who scored or who played. Yeah. I just remember <laughs> I loved the, the atmosphere. That's legit. That's awesome. Um, but let me ask you about the about this too. Um, do you have like a specific moment or a specific game or you know maybe where you were? Like, do you have like a favorite Dallas Stars moment from like the past four years? Yeah. So I have a couple actually. There's, go for it. I have like a list. <laughs> no, go for it. Seriously. Uh, my absolute top favorite was. Radulov scoring the go-ahead goal in the 2020 Winter Classic against mm -hmm. the Predators. Um, it, even to this day, like, it just, I felt the, I don't know if you've ever been to the Cotton Bowl, but they put out, like, extensions, and they're bleachers, so it's all metal extensions. And we were two rows from the back, probably the worst seats ever, but they were 
amazing because as soon as Radulov scored, the entire thing just rattled and it was so loud. My ears were ringing and I couldn't hear the stars chant. I couldn't hear the fireworks that went off. All I just saw was the puck going in the net and just chaos. And it was, that was probably the most magical part of being a stars fan. And it's, I watch it on repeat all the time. Like I'll go back and just watch that one goal because it was such an amazing moment. And it just felt, I was so elated in that moment. I'm right there with you. We were there too. Me and, uh, me and like my whole family were, and, and my wife even came and she was, she was pregnant at the time too. And, uh, just that whole winter classic, but I agree with you 100% because at the end of the first period, you know, with uh, Perry getting kicked out of the game because of the hit, and we were down two to, I think we were down two to nothing or two to one at that yeah. point, something like that. And I was, I was just like, oh no, we're gonna lose the biggest game in Dallas Stars history. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do this. And then that, that power play goal, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, that is the absolute loudest in that I've ever heard any Dallas Stars crowd ever. And it was absolutely fantastic. So I'm, I'm right there with you. But yeah, uh, you mentioned some some other moments. Do you have any other moments that you can think of? Yeah, so there was a game. There was a Car- the Carolina game against, I'm sorry, against Carolina. I can't remember the year it was in, um, but it was a hat giveaway night. <laughs> and uh, we all, like me and my cousin went and, we sat in a place that had one of the suites had like unlimited beer. So we sat and just drank a bunch of beer and <laughs> we had our hats. And uh, that was the night that Jamie Ben decided to score a hat trick. So the place, you know, again, just went kind of wild and we all had hats. So the it was full of hats because everyone had just gotten one so they could throw it <laughs> and it was free. So they weren't wasting or they weren't throwing away their money. Like some people don't like to throw their hats because of that. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good one, and um, I think my I think that's probably number three on the list. That was a fun game, but number two is probably the game against the Wild. It was October 29th of 2019, and I think it was 2019. Um, it was against the Wild, and we had gone down three to zero. And the third goal that went in the net, like Minnesota scored th- the third goal and the crowd got up and just left. Like most of the crowd just got up and left. And I was determined to have a really good time because <laughs> it was the Halloween game. So everyone was dressed up. I was dressed up as a Dalmatian. My friend was Carilla DeVille. And I was like, no, nope, I don't care. We're just going to have a good time. It was, you know, towards the middle of the second period when they went down three to zero and all these people left. And then Radulov scored and at the end of the second period, and then he kept scoring and then he ended up getting a hat trick that game. And I think the score, the final score was six to three, if I'm not wrong on that. Um, and uh, it was, it was funny cause it was kind of empty because people had left, but it was so loud because they had come back and won that game. And I just kept thinking like, oh man, <laughs> if I had left that game, I would have been so mad. <laughs> I would miss that really awesome game. Well, no, and I remember that game actually. It's, it's yeah. funny that you remember that because that game was arguably the turning point of that season. 
Because yep. the, the way they started, the, the Dallas Stars started, was not good. And that was Joe Pavelski's first year. So, you know, we expected a little too much from him, you know, with a, a brand new team, his first new team ever, other than the Sharks. And I think they started, like, I think they won one game in the first eight or nine or something like that. Seven to one, I think, was the, the record. Or, I guess, they lost seven, they won one. Mm-hmm. And then it they, was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. And then, and that completely turned the season around for the Stars. And, I mean, that led to the bubble playoffs and yeah. the great memories we have out of that. So, yeah. Um, th- that's funny that you said that because I was just like, I swear I know that game, and I, I do because th- that game was so much fun. I remember watching it on the on TV and being like all depressed, and I, I even remember what, what you were saying. I was like, it's three nothing. You know, it's maybe halfway through the second period, I'm, and I'm complaining that you know all the all these Stars fans are leaving, and uh, that was actually before we even started this podcast. Uh, so that, that that's awesome. That, that that's one of your favorite memories. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, Do you have like, uh, is it like a group of players that you like that are your favorite, or do you have like one specific player that you're like completely attached to? Because some people are like that. So like with me, for the longest time it was Jamie Ben, and I'm still attached to him. But Mira Haskinen is kind of starting to take that over a little bit. So do yeah. you have anything like that? Well, I will say my first jersey was a Sagan jersey, so he always has like a special place in my heart <laughs> he he's the one I fell in love with the most and I guess that's a very cliche answer because most girls probably say that's how they got into hockey but <laughs> that's not why I got into hockey that's just one of the reasons um but yeah I, Sagan was the first jersey I'd gotten um now Otter is really you know taken like I'm just really loving him he's a great player and he's going to be like the star's main guy for years to come. And that I just, I see so much future in him and he really reminds me of Ben Bishop and I loved Bishop. So seeing like him kind of play like Bishop and, you know, he has the best qualities of him and it's, he's going to go really far. So I'm excited to see where he goes. So, I mean, so we're, just about to start the Stanley Cup final, right? So for, for those of you that are listening way past this, this is June 12th, 2022. So there may be somebody that listens to this way, way, way later. But do you see him being like a Andre Vasilevsky type of type of goaltender? Maybe, maybe not as much, but maybe to the same caliber, maybe? Possibly. I was always nervous with them having Otter be the first goalie because I saw what happened to Carter Hart and Carter Hart kind of got thrown into the wolves and they kind of just broke him. And I didn't want that to happen to Otter. So I was like, no, I don't care if we, you know, lose a season or don't make it to playoffs. I don't, I want him to take his time and get to that point where he knows he can do this consistently and he's not going to just break. Um, And I think the last game, game seven against Calgary, that like all the you know the comments that I had said about not making him first just got thrown out the window I was like nope this is our guy like you know I don't know if he'll ever be at that level with Vasilevsky because he's a really good goalie it's Vasilevsky yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I'm not sure how old he is but I know Otter's young so he has so much potential to get there 
and with the stars coaching staff, their goalie coaching staff, the mentorship from Bishop, I have no doubt that he's going to go really far and he could very potentially take that spot. Sorry, I'm looking at Vasilevsky's age. He's 27, so he's only four years older than Otter. So he, he's not that much older. Yeah, but, but four years in hockey years is much different than four years in regular years. <laughs> yes, agreed, 100%. So, Hey, Stars fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, well, I, I guess this is a good segue to go ahead and ask you about this too. But so, Dallas Stars fans are kind of more optimistic than de- depressed, I guess, if that makes any sense. So I, I've I've talked to uh, both Matt Day and also Mullet Mike. Mullet Mike is full optimistic; he's full on board. Matt Day was also optimistic a little bit, but he had some pessimism for for good reason. Um, but how are you feeling about uh, the Dallas Stars' chances uh, next season? Do, do you think we should be excited about it, optimistic about it, or do you maybe like cautiously optimistic, or are you just like totally, oh, we're screwed, we're totally, de- we should be depressed? What, what, what do you think? Well, as a typical Stars fan, that varies day by day. <laughs> One day <laughs> I'm like, it? oh, we're screwed. <laughs> and then the next day I'm like, oh, we're going to win the cup. Um, so I would say probably cautiously optimistic. Uh, I like our chances. I like our prospects that are coming up. And I like our team. And I think with a few adjustments, we could be a really strong team. And especially with a new coach that can really bring out that, you know, the potential of, you know, the scoring, like the offense needs to be fixed, you know, all that. And like, if we can get the really good defense that we have been able to do with some better offense, then I think we're, we're in good shape, you know? So I, I am cautiously optimistic about the next season. So I'll ask you about head coaches here in a second, because I'm not sure if you're full up on it, but I, I think you are. So I'll ask you that. But First, I want to ask you about this because I asked my brothers about this. Um, there's a couple of players who I'm really excited for, you know, to maybe have a better season or, you know, do you know, something, especially offensively. So let me give you four players and I want you to maybe pick, we'll just pick one. No, no, two, pick two. And you tell me which ones you're the most excited for out of these four with like a new head coach, okay? So we have Jamie Ben. Tyler Sagan, 
Dennis Garyanoff, and Mira Haskinen. So if you had to pick out of those four guys, just two who you're most excited for for this opportunity with a new head coach and stuff, who would you pick out of those four guys? Ooh, that's a tough question. Right? Um, <laughs> I'm kind I of putting you on I the gotta... spot here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 did, I did not give her time to think about this, by the way, for those of you that are listening. I'm just kind of putting her on the spot. So, <laughs> I ha- There's reasons why I'm excited for all of them to have new coaches, but the top two, I would say... Oh God, that's a that's a hard question. Um, probably Gurionov is probably the top one for probably a lot of people, mainly because, you know, he's been benched so much. So and there's a lot of mixed feelings on that, and uh, if that's whether he's just not producing or if it's how he's being coached. So I do think him having a new coach, we could see really if it's if it's a coaching issue or if it's just maybe a player, you know, consistency issue. Um, and then the next one, I would say Sagan, I think, I know a lot of people have been talking trash about him, but he has come so far from his injury and to even think that he's even playing after that type of injury, it's just, it's mind boggling. I I know I couldn't do that, you know, and he, uh, yeah, I am excited to see how he goes. Cause he just, every season from that injury, he's just gotten better. And it's just it, every, I should say every game, cause it hasn't been that long, but every game I've seen him play, he's gotten better since his injury. And with a new coach, they might be able to utilize him in a better way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and that injury you're talking about, of course, is a torn labrum, which is apparently some sort of like hip thing. And that just sounds really painful. <laughs> just, it, I don't even know what I it is. It just sounds you- painful. Yeah, I don't know if you looked up a picture about what it is, but if you look up a picture about a torn labium, it's I I wouldn't I would be in bed for like three years after that. So it's brutal. And they hockey players are just a different, you know, breed. They will come back from anything to get that chance to win the cup. So uh, that, that's interesting that you picked those two players because uh, I, I'm obviously for me it's Dennis Garyanov, but I'm also excited for Ben because if, if there's one thing that we need more out of, it's that guy. And he, he does it physically, if you ask me, in my opinion. But, we, I mean, we got to have more offense out of him. Uh, yeah. Sagan kind of did it with uh, goal scoring a little bit. He didn't. He scored a lot of weird greasy goals that are not really Tyler Sagan goals. He, so he still contributed, but uh, we got to see more out of Jamie Benn. So, yeah. but, but, but that's interesting that you picked uh, Sagan over, over uh, Jamie Benn. So, and yeah, everything I'd you like said was, more, I agree with. Yeah. I'd like to see more beast mode Ben. Like we haven't seen that in so long. And it's just <laughs> that when he got on the ice, things were we would win games because of that because he he just flipped the switch and that game was ours so yeah i would love to see more of that and and it's not like he's old either right no he's he's only 32 maybe 33 or close to 33 one of he's 32 or 33 so and it's not like you know once you hit 32 you can't score goals anymore i mean joe pavelski patrice bergeron you know Marshawn even I hate that guy but you know they they are still really good players so yeah. I, I think he could contribute a lot more but that's uh that's that's just me though so 
uh, let me go ahead and, and get into uh, a really cool story and the particular reason why I wanted you to come on here because you have a very interesting story and I, I wanted you to be able to tell this. So uh, a while ago, I don't even remember, I know it was against Columbus. I don't remember which month it was this past year. Uh, do you remember what month it was? Was it November? It was towards the beginning of the season. I think it was either the end of October or the beginning of November. Okay. So it was very early on, and uh, there was a whole story that came out about that. So do you want to go ahead and tell the story about that and what you did and everything? Because it's, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, so last off season, there was a player, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets second goalie. Uh, he died uh, of, you know, he got hit with a firework and he died. And uh, he was apparently he jumped in front of Roslinkus, who is the other goalie. Uh, he jumped in front of him to save him and his wife, or at least that's what the story is. And that's what I've read. Um, and that was very hard for the hockey community. And, you know, no one, no one wants to see that happen. We, we love our players, no matter who they play for. Um, and in October or late, late October or early November, a Dallas Stars player or a Dallas Stars fan um, went to a Columbus Blue Jackets game in Columbus and uh, they were playing the Stars. And when Elvis was coming off the ice, Merzlinkus was coming off the ice, the player or the fan in a Dallas Stars sweater said something really, really awful to the to Elvis as he was getting off. And it was to the effect of, you know, him being at fault for uh, Kiwi dying. And, you know, he, he we've heard the stories of how hard it was for him to get over that or not get over it, but go the process through grieving that loss. And um, the stories came out and we all, you know, all the Stars fans heard about it. A lot of Columbus fans knew about it. So when we actually were in a group chat together and we have a Stars group chat and we saw that in, yeah, I think Ben uh, posted it in uh, one of our friends, posted it in the group chat and said, you know, this is awful. Like we need to do something when they come to Dallas. In I think they came back to Dallas in February, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he said, we need to do something to show that we're not that fan. And that one fan who was awful and said those awful things does not at all show what Stars fans are. Like, he is not a Stars fan in our book. Um, so that happened, you know, that he made a post about it on Twitter and it got some traction. And that was in November when the game had happened. And, uh, you know, time went by, people kind of forgot about it. And then when Columbus came back, me and Ben both kind of, you know, took charge trying to get this thing out there, trying to retweet it, making sure people knew about this game and what we wanted to do. And uh, what we wanted to do was bring signs to the game, you know, hand make signs saying that we loved Kiwi, we were fully support uh, Elvis Merzlinkis and his grieving process and the Columbus fan base and all their players, everything. So we wanted to make signs and bring them to the practice when they were practicing before the game and just put them around the ice, uh, the glass on the ice to show them, you know, that we are not that fan. And 
Ben, he doesn't live here. He lives in uh, San Marcos, so he couldn't actually physically be at the game, but he was instrumental in helping spread awareness and trying to get people to bring signs. And um, what I had did was I made about 15, 20 signs uh, for people to take in case they wanted to, you know, if they didn't bring a sign, they just wanted to show support. And um, a lot of Stars fans were on the star sides, but a lot of fans came out and brought signs with saying, you know, we support you, you know, we hope PV flies high. So PV's number is 80. So um, we we just lined the ice and um, he came up to me um, and he like, Merzlinkis was on the ice and he wasn't playing that game and he almost didn't play at all. He almost didn't even back up. So I was nervous that he would get to see them, but he'd ended up being able to dress out and and back up and um he saw the signs and he went around to almost every single person that had a sign just saying thank you and i can't remember the player but there was one player who came up to me on the ice and just like hugged the ice where i was standing and um it was it was really cool to see the reception and see that they knew like that happened but that was not that was not stars fans. And we want to know that we also were grieving in that loss with them. Like they, that, that was a hockey community loss. That wasn't just a Columbus loss. And uh, it wasn't fair of that one fan to use that against him. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it, how it started and how, you know, the whole thing went and it got some traction from the Columbus side and, People, um, you know, people's, I think the Columbus uh, NHL writer came down and talked to me and and a few other writers or journalists came down and talked to me about it. And then it kind of went kind of little viral on the Columbus side and people, you know, saw all of it. And the main message that I wanted them to see was the Stars fan that did that awful thing is not a stars fan and we wanted them to know that we're with you and we were grieving with you we were there for them and we are not we we are not that fan we are not that behavior either so it was just kind of to show that we are a community this is a hockey community and yeah we have rivalries but you know off the ice that's not that's not what we want to portray in our community is that awful behavior yeah i remember that uh that whole story and uh i think one of the the first things i did is i actually went and uh made a youtube video i didn't even do uh, a podcast or anything i just put this yeah. on on my pod on my podcast uh youtube channel and i think to this day it's still the most watched uh, youtube video that we have on the starcastic remarks channel so yeah i think it, I, it's... I remember i watched that video too yeah it's the whole community you know you a lot of other podcasts too they came out and were like this is not okay it's ridiculous and i think that was, yeah i think it was really cool that you know we showed that's the the beauty about the hockey community is like there if there's that one awful person we're not going to let him define the community because it's not us and unfortunately especially in uh, the social media age as it is with everything you know you get those 
those terrible few, unfortunately, you know, whether it be, you know, the the misogynistic crowd or, you know, that one Stars fan or that one Columbus fan or whatever that does something stupid. And, uh, you know, what was actually even uh, more interesting, I don't know if you remember this. Julie, you there? Oh... Julie, might be mine. There I am. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Was it yours? <laughs> was it yours or mine? It's probably mine. <laughs> oh, it's it's whatever. I'll, I'll I'll cut that part out. But sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I figured this this might happen because West Texas internet sucks. So, well, uh, anyways, what I was saying was, uh, what a lot of Stars fans actually don't remember about the Columbus Blue Jackets is that. Back in 2014, we had that really scary incident with uh, Rich Peverly where he he basically died on the bench. And, uh, you know, they were very supportive of, you know, all the Stars players and, you know, Stars fans who were there at the game. And and then, you know, when a story like that comes out, you're just kind of like, really? Like, that, that, that's not necessary. And I'm 100% with you uh, when you said that that's, that fan who, whatever he said, uh, and what, there's rumors as to what he said, but I'm not going to give any kind of credit to it or whatever. But he's not a real Stars fan. I mean, Stars, the real Stars fans are people like you. So uh, I, I thought that was an awesome thing, what you did. Uh, and shout out to Ben as well, who uh, was very instrumental in getting that off the ground. And just like a little social media, I guess, uh, movement, I guess, mini movement or whatever to kind of show Kev Lennox. Uh, you know the support that he deserves, and same thing with Elvis. And I'm I'm really glad to hear that uh, that he was very thankful and everything that uh, y'all did for that. So uh, again, thanks for doing that. That's that's such a cool story. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on because because you seem like a really down to earth person, and that was just a great thing you did. So thanks for doing yeah. that. That was amazing. Yeah, there's actually a a lot. I many people may not know this part, but um, they did actually end up sending me like a signed puck from Elvis and a handwritten card from the Columbus Blue Jackets CEO that basically said, you know, we appreciated that. And I just, that whole community is amazing. Like that, that's what I was telling, you know, a friend of mine, I was like, Columbus Blue Jackets might be my second home now. Cause they are just, <laughs> the fan base is amazing. The, the whole community around that they're players i love their players and their front office they're fantastic and um so it was really cool and it kind of brought together a lot of people and um i have a lot of new columbus blue jackets fans or friends now from that from that whole thing and it's like they're such awesome people so it's really cool to even just kind of meet people out of that as well so it's it's it was a really awesome just whole around experience and I'm, I'm glad that they know that we don't support that and we don't we want to be you know we're we're friends really even though we may hate each other sometimes on the ice we're friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i mean and that's what i love about the hockey community you know there's there's not a lot of sports that are like that and unfortunately, and I think that's what makes uh, the hockey community a lot different. And 
people like you are just what make the hockey community great. So again, thanks for doing that. And thanks for sharing that story with us. Cause um, that's exactly what we want to try and get out of this series of episodes. It's just cool stories like that, that, you know, maybe some other people don't really know about. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us. But um, I think we're just about out of time for here today. But is there any, I'm just going to give you the floor. Is there anything you kind of want to say about anything? Maybe head coach? Who's the next head coach? Uh, hopefully it's not DeBoer. Uh, oh, the, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed it's not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope not for that guy. Um, yeah, just stop recycling the same coaches. That would be great. <laughs> no coaching carousel. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's been great. Thank you so much for having me on, and I was glad to be able to share some of my experiences. And uh, do you, I know you have Twitter. Is there anywhere else that people can follow you other than Twitter? My main, you know, uh, stars content is on Twitter. So that's, I think it's, my handle is Julie Broderick 3. Um, I think that's what it is, but it's been like 10 years since I've had that, so I'm not entirely <laughs> positive. Um, but yeah, that's my main, like where I post stars content and hockey content. Well, yeah. And everybody go check her out. Cause, uh, I mean, she's awesome. She, she's so much fun to, especially in the group chat. You're, you're just, you're, you're awesome, Julie. You really just are. So Thank you. <laughs> again, thanks for doing this. And, uh, we really appreciate you, uh, coming out and, and, uh, talking a little bit of stars hockey and a little bit of, uh, your fan, uh, interactions with, uh, the greatest, sports organization in dallas not the cowboys the stars (laughs) (laughs) thank you anyways guys uh that's gonna do it for us here today i hope you guys uh will go and follow julie on twitter and uh, like you said uh, she thinks her twitter handle is at julie broder three but i'll I'll double check that and i'll put that in the uh, description and on youtube and also in the uh show notes below if you want to go check that out and follow her um, and we also want to thank real quick for DraftKings for being the sponsor for our podcast. They allow us to do cool things like this. Thank you, DraftKings, for doing this. Go and use that promo code THPN. Along with Julie, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, evening, whenever you listen. See you guys later.